You are listening to Hands at Work Audio. For Word and Worship on March 6, 2020, Hannah Mahodger and George Snayman highlight the vulnerability of the African girl. And so I don't think that I need to convince anybody here um, that the vulnerability levels of our girls and women in the communities here are higher than those of um, boys and men. I think that's something that we all see, that we all know firsthand. We've experienced this. And just to remind us that our theme isn't the vulnerability of the African girl, it is the worth of the African girl. And so if that is our theme, how is that lens that we're choosing to look through in 2020, how is that going to impact teams? How is that going to impact the way the service center falls on the care workers, the way the care workers fall on the children? And how is that going to impact each one of us? And so to start asking the questions as a community that what does God want to do this year with this theme? What does he want to expose? What does he want to reveal? What does he want to restore and heal and transform? in us and through us. And I think that this is a journey for us as a community, but I really believe that this is actually a mantle for each one of us to carry this year that has to start with us, that has to start as a personal thing. And there is no culture that is exempt from this. Um, we can maybe see that the impacts, we're going to see some statistics soon. The impacts are maybe more significant and visual in, in the communities like here in Africa where we serve. But around the whole world, it is deeply ingrained in history, in society, in almost every single country and culture um, that there is an inequality between men and women, and women are below. And so this is something that um, is global. It is not an Africa thing. Um, and we know that in Genesis 1.27, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And so that's what God says about us, that we're created as equal, of equal worth, that we're all created in his image. And so that is something I think that we know, but do we know? And uh, to deeply understand that, I think, is part of the journey this year. And how does God see women and girls in Africa? And how does he want us to be a part of restoring dignity and value and worth and of empowering communities? And so, yeah, this is going to be something that our teams are engaging with. This is going to be something that our communities are engaging with, but it has to be something that each of us are willing to engage with and confront. Um, what are my blind spots? Where do I have apathy? Where do I go along with the culture, especially because maybe it benefits me, so I don't want to challenge it? Um, and I think for me, if I'm honest, do I have a different standard of what I'm willing to accept in the way that girls and women are treated in my culture and the way that girls and women are treated here in Africa? And if, I, if I'm honest and I do say that I have a different standard in what, I'm, in what I accept in my heart, then how does that affect the way that I respond to the things I see in the community, to the girls that I meet, to the way that I interact with teams when they come here. And so 
I'm really praying that God will dig those things out of me and out of all of us this year and that it will be um, yeah, a time that he can renew our minds, that he can replace the lies with his truth. And so um, we did a lot of research um, about lots of statistics around this theme and we boiled it down to a few to share this morning. Candice put this uh, PowerPoint together. So I'm going to share these statistics just to kind of get our minds onto that again. Um, and then we're going to ask George to come up and he's going to share with us on this. Um, and then after that, there'll be some time for some personal reflection and prayer time. So the vulnerability of the African girl. And so the first statistic, in many countries, there is a higher abortion rate for girl babies than boy babies. Parents choose to abort baby girls during pregnancy because their culture values sons over daughters. And so kind of an additional statistic to this is that um, in North Africa and Asia, the, right now there's 20 million women who are missing yeah. and because they weren't born, but they were supposed to be born. When you look at the gender, the amount of boys and girls that naturally are born every year and they're missing because they've been aborted, 20 million. In Africa, almost four out of 10 girls are married before their 18th birthday. So that means that each year around the world, 12 million girls are married. That's roughly 33,000 every day, or one every two seconds. Children getting married. Only six countries in the world give women equal legal working rights as men. So that's a global statistic there. At least 200 million women and girls have undergone female genital mutilation. So that is cutting of the private parts. The majority of girls were cut before aged five as part of traditional practices. Young women aged 10 to 24 years old are twice as likely to become HIV positive as men the same age. Twice as likely. In South Africa, 80% of girls between age 13 and 19 miss a week of school every month due to lack of sanitary pads during their monthly cycle. This really impacts their education. That's a quarter of their time in school that they have to miss just because of this. Twenty thousand eight hundred and eighty-three school-aged girls fell pregnant in South Africa in 2014. 717 were in primary school. So that, that's a picture of the vulnerability and we end with the worth of the African girl. And just that verse in Mark 5:41 that says, "Little girl, I say to you, arise." 
it's not just one culture. It's everybody. It's just done in different ways. And we are just dealing with it in Africa. Mm. I love, you know, in the beginning of the year when I was working on a watchword, I felt God gave me this theme. And, I, and the word he gave me, I didn't even know if it was an English word. The word he gave me for the African girl was the preciousness. The preciousness of the African girl. And I think it's so important that we as hands at work that chase the heart of our Father understand how He sees it. So I'm just going to touch on very briefly on a few things. Women, women, young and old, here's the thing, women represent the nations. Women give birth to the nations. So right from the beginning, Satan's target have always been women. Go and read in Revelation 12. Satan targeted the woman. He knew if he could destroy the woman, the child would never have been born. So we know that it was Satan's strategy right from the beginning to target the woman and to hurt them. And we also know now that um, in statistics that wars... And the wars that happened in the last decade, for example, killed more women and children than soldiers. So the, the wars that used to be men against men, it doesn't happen anymore. It's now men against women and children. All the statistics shows more women and children die than men. In fact, that's not young, it's old. Even in my history, my culture experienced how a certain empire isolated our women and children and killed them in concentration camps and broke our morale. And we learned that very quickly. And that's, that was the backbone of the pain that was caught in apartheid, is that men were separated from women and women had to carry the brunt and they suffered so much. And you can talk about all the wars. When people, when they strategize wars, they say, if we can break, we will break the morale of the men by destroying their women. So we know globally women are targeted. But that goes right down to family. That goes right down to our communities. That we know that when the women suffer in our communities, it breaks down everything else. So instead of protecting women, why do we protect women? There are many reasons. But one reason we protect women and we want to make sure that we do it in hands, is because they represent the family. They are the mothers of the future. They are the, really the backbone of the community. They are the ones that teach the child why they breastfeed the child. A child grows up with a mother, and if a mother is loving and healthy and holy, the child is healthy and holy. If I destroy the mother, if the mother is wounded and broken and abused, that child has got no chance. Because when you are wounded, you, you wound others. So we know that when young girls and women are abused, it's not just them as individuals. It has a massive repercussion. The domino effect goes for generations because the mother suffered. 
So instead of caring for them and teaching them, we know that in many of our communities, we marry them off at 12. We marry them off already. Because why do we do it? We say we do it under trying to secure their financial position. But a child of 12 or 13 or 14 or 15 or 16, what kind of chance has she got to raise a healthy family, to build a godly community if she's just been shipped off by her family? So we know when we fight for that child and say no early childhood marriages, we fight for her preciousness, but we fight for the children in her womb that will still be born. So we actually fight not just for this child, but for children to come. And that's why it's so important for us. So we need to honor them. That's why it's so important that we understand how crucial it is that the African girl must grow up being honored, respected, putting in a place, a special place. High, high. Men must have one role to lift up the woman. I, I mean, I was so tempted to go deeper into scripture, but just, just the one thing is where Paul speaks about um, one body, many parts. We read that in a Bible school. He say that especially the parts that are weaker. Now we know the way God created us physically and things. The way I see it is he put more responsibility and, and worth in a woman because she's going to carry such a big responsibility. But then he made her weaker physically. And he said to the man, you better look after her because what she carries is more important than what you carry. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so when the boy is taught in our culture, first of all, when the boy is taught from young, when the mother comes into the room, she goes on her knees before the father. When the boy is taught from the beginning that the father and the boys eat, and when, all the, when they're all finished, the mother and the girls get what's left over, we teach that boy from there that that girl is not important. He is important. She's there to serve him. Now we flip the whole thing. Now the girl is growing up to be abused and marginalized, and she's the mother of our nation. She's the one that's going to that's gonna feed and educate our children. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So it's so important that we break that culture. It's from the evil one. It's satanic, that thing. You read it in the Bible. I speak strong, but I, I really want to push this thing. We've got to learn to see the preciousness of a child. But it's not just in our culture where they do it. It's in the church because we, we have bad theology. So in the church, they teach us a woman must be quiet. She must just sit there and she must serve it. That's what the pastors teach. That's far from what the Bible teach. The Bible say, husband, you must die for your wife. You only live for one reason, to protect her, to love her, to exalt her. That's why you are there, because that's what Jesus did for you. That's the real teaching. The bad teaching is the husband is the big man, the big king, and a woman. That's false teaching. 
So we need to, when we want to bring this thing into our communities, into our teams, we need, the, the goal is for international people to help us, but also for them to learn because it's wrong there, also very wrong, believe me. But we want all of us, we want to influence our culture, we want to influence our churches to teach correctly so that we understand the preciousness and the value and the beauty of the African girl. Why? First of all, because that's biblical, but secondly, because we fight for our children. We fight for those who are young and we fight for those who must still be born. Remember, if Hans' vision, I'm closing with this, if Hans' vision is just to keep our children alive and to get them through school, we are a waste of time. A waste of time. Our vision is to transform communities. We dream that in the future, in Matsino, that all the boys will be married to one girl and they will be faithful to her and they will have work and they will go to church and love Jesus and the boys will grow up with healthy mothers teaching them. That's our dream. Amen? Amen. And if that is our dream then we must fight for the African girl. Because if that doesn't come right, it will just keep on falling and it will just keep on creating children because a mother is so abused and broken, everybody else will be abused and broken. All our work will be wasted. So it's so crucial, guys. This is a huge battle we're going into. It's going to cost us an arm and a leg. But we can't negotiate this thing. We've got to end it. So what should we do? First of all, we should live it out right, the way we respect each other, the way men in hands respect women, the way we treat each other. Secondly, we should speak the truth. We should not mess around. We should say the truth, especially in our communities. We should teach the truth. And thirdly, we should teach what the Bible really say. Not what we changed the Bible with our cultural glasses. But what does the Bible really say about women? And what does the Bible say how should men behave towards women? If we can do that right, and we start this year by taking it on with a theme, the preciousness of the African girl. So as teams, how are we going to do it this year? Because we're not just going to attack and condemn, right? We, I want to encourage you when teams come, for them to be creative, to do activities and camps and dramas and teachings that constantly share the same message. Girls, you are precious in the sight of the Lord. And in our eyes, you need to be put in a special place. If we keep on teaching that, keep on talking about it, keep on acting it out, Teams have got massive influence. Do you not? I know. Teams have got huge impact, much more than you ever want to know. So use that team energy in a positive way. And may it transform us and those of us that need to change. Let us accept the truth. The watchwords say, hear, accept, and produce harvest. 
that accept part is the hardest because it doesn't mean accept according to my culture. It means accept regardless of my culture. So may all of us together accept the preciousness of the African girl. May we become godly in the way we live it out. And may this year just be the beginning of the domino falling that's going to help us to transform our communities. Thank you for joining us. www.handsatwork.org <laughs>